Trojans. This is Frosty Rucker on the Take Back the West podcast. Catchy name, right? Because we're taking back the West. Um, we're here on the Believe Network. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by betonline.ag. That's where you can place your prop bets, uh, anything you see out there. I'm not a big betting guy, but I dabble every once in a while. So go to betonline.ag and place your bets today. So, yeah, today we uh, had a chance to sit and visit with Coach Vic Cioto, uh, the D-line coach, newly hired, uh, tons of energy, impactful. This is a great interview, great sit-down. Um, you know, we, we've all been sitting around wanting a little insight of what's going on, scrimmages happening, uh, the COVID deal, how they have gelled together with a new staff. Um, hear it here. Take Back the West podcast. It's frosty. Let's get to it. <laughs> Coach Vic, man, good to see you. Good to see you. What's going on? Yeah, man, excited. Uh, we just uh, just finished up with the Coliseum, just finished our our final scrimmage, and um, yeah, just itching to get back in the office to get after Arizona State. I bet, man. We uh, Us fans, not just alumni, us fans have been uh, itching to hear what's going on, what have been some of the things that you guys have been practicing is the situational things throwing in a new defense. Can you, can you walk us through what's been going on? Yeah. So uh, a lot of it is, it was kind of a, you know, getting to know you type deal at the beginning of uh, this fall real semester in September, um, because we had been on zoom for so long. We haven't, we haven't been in person. And uh, so really getting to know the guys, um, how they learned, right, and how they took teaching and, and then installing defense when we could uh, and getting them ready. So right now it's, it's one, understanding how we coach and, and how Coach Orlando thinks, I think, has been the biggest thing through this camp. Um, and then how it benefits each player and how each call has a, has a value regardless of if you're just going to contain right up front as a D lineman, there's there's a way I teach them that they're not a decoy, you know, so that they can they can actually impact the play, being one of the eleven at any point. Right. Um, and then understanding, you know, the little details of the game and and what uh you know what Coach Orlando thinks during you know specific sections of the game and specific situations, um, and then bringing energy. And, and a mindset, you know, every time they walk onto that practice field, and especially when they walk into the Coliseum, that it's, there's something different. There's a, there's a, there's a, a flip, you know, a switch that's gotta be flipped right. um, in order to play the Trojan way. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff has happened in the past, you know, a few months, but specifically the past two weeks, two and a half weeks, um, where we actually got to practice and um, it's been great. It's been awesome. It's very refreshing to hear, man. Um, I know I've been on the outside uh, just wondering how these guys were taken to the Zoom meetings. I've been wondering uh, who stepped up as a leader to work out when they couldn't be around campus. You know, so I, I know the rest of the alumni are, are anxious to see the finished product. Um, I'm sure this has been a very growing time for you too, you know, like not just, you know, these kids, you're brand new you know, finally getting a chance to be in front of them. You know, interesting enough to say, the first time we've actually met, we met at a basketball game, but that was via me reaching out on Twitter in the DM. So 
look, people, I don't understand Twitter. I don't like writing stuff. I just retweet. But when they signed you, I was like, I have to get to this guy. I have to meet him. Uh, reading up about you and your your journey from BYU, the legacy, uh, playing, how you did it the hard way, coaching at BA, doing your thing. I'm juiced for it. So reached out and he, hey, and guys, he met up with me. That was our right, right. basketball game. The last public right. outing I had what was that March seventh, USC yeah. versus UCLA. And obviously, we won, but which was which was a great game. And then the feelings mutual, man. You've been, you know, you've been one of my heroes, man. There's there's guys that just play the right way. And uh, growing up in Southern California, you knew, I knew right as a as a defensive guy, you know, every name of the D lineman up there and. And uh, honestly, if you could clone yourself and put you back then to when you're 17 and 18, man, and give me like four of y'all, then we'll go take the field with a bunch of a bunch of young frosty ruckers, bro. That's awesome, man. I played alongside a lot of great guys, man. A lot of great guys, and they really set the tone for me to let me know how to practice, what it was to be a Trojan, you know, because you know when I first got in, it was. Sean Cody, Mike Patterson, Kenechi Udezi, Omar Nazel. You know, I was a rotating guy. I got a chance to start. Those guys went off to the league. And then I was, quote, unquote, the old dog on the, the D-line. And I raised up Cedric Ellis and Lawrence Jackson and Philip right. Mwala and, you know, all these different guys. And, you know, it was all about setting the tone. Coach O set the tone in our room and, and let us know there, was gonna, there wasn't a, an off day. We were going to run the ball. We were going to be the baddest dudes. When we when we tapped into Howard Jones, oh yeah, you know, there's there's something about that Cardinal Gold and the tradition that comes behind it. So um, it was an honor playing there. And you know, if you were a fan back in the day, because obviously I'm showing my age, not only from the Grays, but if you were a fan of mine back then, that means uh, you saw some good ball, and we pride ourselves about that. So it means a lot to hear that you respected it. You know. Yeah, totally. So I'll, I'll actually share an experience. So we just finished up, um, you know, our last scrimmage yeah. out in the Cali and uh, I talked to the defense. We all kind of went around and, and spoke to the defense as, as defensive coaches. And my message to them was, you know, two things. One, that I loved them, um, loved every one of them. You know, mm-hmm. I love every one of our guys and, and, uh, and do what I do for them, you know. And then two is that I envied them. And I said, I sat in those seats right over there, right in that corner over there. And I watched the game here. And all I wanted to do was be a Trojan, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have this opportunity to, to actually come out here on the field, wear the helmet, to put the cleats on, put the pads on and go out and play. And it's a short window of time that you, right. you get to take advantage of. And the next thing you know, it's gone. Um, but never forget, but there are a lot of people out there that want to be in your shoes. And as you, as you take the field, as you go to class, as you do all these things, you've got to understand, you know, you're lucky. You are lucky to be here at, at USC and, and, and to be a Trojan. And then even on the bad days, especially on the bad days, to take yeah. advantage of everything you got and, and be grateful for what you got. Like I, I was, I was getting in, uh, uh, pushing some of the guys yeah. right, uh, in the room, and I just said, "You gotta be grateful for this." Like, you know, the worst the, the worst thing would be is if I if I stopped talking to you and didn't push you. 
They don't understand how, how true that is, right? You go to the next level, it really gets real. The coach ain't even oh. talking to you. Oh, that's a wrap. You looking, you looking for that notice or somebody to come tell you to bring your playbook up, you know what I mean? Weeper. Uh when you're in the league. So uh just letting them know the opportunity they really have. Um here at USC, I think sometimes you get into it and you just think football, 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 my body, my body is hurting and, and I got all this stuff due. And um, but when you take a second to sit back and and really look at where you are mm. and the time that you are are here um, to really take advantage of it. I think it's something that you can't take for granted, uh, especially with all these young guys that just, you know, think it's going to last forever, right? Oh, <laughs> how, how, that, how that rings. Uh, yeah. I, think, I know one thing when I was at SC, um, one thing that was said that stuck with me was either going to be on the good side of history or the bad side but while right. you're at SC you're part of the history yeah absolutely man oh. absolutely I love that fire in my butt every time I tapped into Howard Jones because it was like uh we had to compete so hard we had coach Carroll we had competition Tuesday where he put you know your your good bad and the ugly on the on the film and let everybody laugh at you or cheer you on you didn't want to be on there for anything negative so we pushed each other so hard and I'm right. just hoping that resonates with these guys uh, nowadays to understand to be great you got to be you got to be able to go in that darkness and you know there's gonna be dark days and the coach is gonna get on you and your body's gonna be really really sore right Mm -hmm. but you gotta press forward especially if you're in the top of that food chain and you're starting or something there's guys behind you that you gotta set the tone because on any team that i played on that any any team any opportunity i got i was like i have to leave this better than i got it exactly you know, so it was that much important when I moved up in those chairs in the meeting room, it was that much important that the next guy understood how to practice, how to lock his uh, arms out and set the edge and how important it was to set the edge, right? Yeah. So That's what's going on in our D-line room? How are the guys competing? Uh, how are they taking on your coaching style, the energy? What's going on? Talk to us about our guys. It's funny, man. Uh, I tell them all the time that you're going to be tired before you get to anything. <laughs> Like you're gonna, my, like my whole job is for you to one, understand what to do and how to do it, right? And do it with some violence and physicality and then get you dog tired and go up against someone that's fresh and you still do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that my mindset is um, having them understand why they're doing it obviously, uh, but doing it while they're dog tired. Like that, that's where the greats live. I tell them over and over when they're, when they're tired and they're running off the field, I'm like, this is where the greats live. The greats live right here. And if you take a deep breath and you embrace this point mm. right now, this moment, yeah, that, and live in it, then you'll be, you'll go beyond you know what you can fathom. And so, uh, it took some. There were some squirming and and, and trying to run and hide, but uh, oh no, no, you can't. I got five kids, man. I'm good at hide and seek, so I found them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know and. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. I've been in those those seats and, you know, you got to stay on them, coach. You got to stay on them if you're going to push them to be great men and, you know, great fathers and you're already great sons and uncles. And if even if football doesn't even work out down the line, what they're learning now, being a Trojan and being in a defense alignment right. at that, you're different. Totally. You're different. Absolutely. You got more skill set than anyone out there. 
because you're big, you can run. You don't you don't just go straight. You got to run to the ball. You got to yeah. get through somebody. It's not a play you ain't gonna hit nobody. So you got to be tough. You can't run from it, Vic. Yeah, you can't run. Can't run. So I told him, I told him today or uh, at the beginning of camp. I'm like, you think this stuff is hard? Like, what's hard is being a single mom and losing your job and because COVID hit. That's hard. Traveling somewhere to get something done or or not being able to feed your family, like that's hard. This ain't hard, right? This is this this is this is uh it, it hurts a little bit, but it ain't hard. Yeah. Hey, you want real you want real hard, you wanna go walk out, go walk down the street, man. You see hard. That's that's hard. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, it's changing the mindset of um where they look for challenge, right? Where they look for competition, where they look for they seek it. They seek third and long after 13 plays in a row. Cause that's, you know, that's the good stuff right there. So uh, it's been awesome. And, and Marlon, I would say Tui Pelotu has, has been far and away um, a leader in the room. You know, he's had a lot of experience, but uh, he shows up to everything, ready to work, has every answer and then ask real questions. You know, I've been in meeting rooms with, where some of my teammates would just ask questions they knew the answers to, just so they look good in front of the coach. But everybody in the meeting room, know, you just ask them questions. Those questions. guys, those guys, right? And uh, uh, but everything he's he looks at, I can see what he's seeing, and and where his mind is going. Where you're you're detailed in your work. I love it. You know, and understanding how to how to beat an offensive lineman in pass rush when their weight is shifted, and like just really really good questions, and it's. And it's progressed our room because I, I allow everybody to speak, right? Um, but then when you hear Marlon speak, it's like, oh, yeah, right. He takes you. He's like, oh, I got a real one that really right. is. He's taking on your coaching and your education, and he wants to know why, right? right. He wants to know you're, why. You put it out there, and a lot of guys they won't give you anything back. They just sit there and say, oh, I'm taking the note. No, 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 because they're a little tongue twisted. They don't want to say anything to you. They don't right. want to say anything dumb, you know, but you get one of those guys. We, you know, I was fortunate to have a lot of those guys, right. That weren't right. intimidated with coach. O. in that aspect, they felt like he had all the answers and that's the type of coach. I know you are just from reading and listening and watching pocket. I, I know that you're giving them the breakdown of when, why, and how you're going to yeah. do it. Pre-snaps, you know, stances, alignments, how tight they are, how much they're on the ball, when to scoot back a little bit. I know it. You know, it's the education of football, and that's what really blossomed me in the D-line room. Uh, I came in as a linebacker. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a linebacker. Me and Loaf at Me and Loaf, we came in, and the room was too crowded, and Coach Carroll put me to the side. It was like, I see your body type, bro, and you can make a lot of money if you switch. And I was like, you know, I had an ego. No, I came here to play backer, man. No, yeah, play, yeah, no. Yeah. he was like, trust me on this one. So I was yeah. like, what? At this rate, I want to hear my name called when I call Sam. I want my yeah. mom and them to be in the stands. I want, you know, everybody down the street to know who I was. You know, it, it meant so much. And I was like, you know, bump the ego. And from that point on, when I made that switch for me, my whole ego and all that, that's what blossomed me to have a 13-year career. Because... Mm. I knew from that point, if I can get out, get away from my own self right. and like get out of my comfort zone of what I thought I was doing, right? 
It just proved that I could do other things and I was more of a football player because I could transition into something else and I could believe in the system, believe in the, you know, I can trust the process. Exactly. That's totally it, man. And and that's my job. Like, my job is to make them uncomfortable every day. Yeah. Every day, over and over and over again until uh, that's all they know is to get to that uncomfortable spot and to perform. So... Uh, it's been a lot of fun yeah, up to this point. We've, uh, you know, had, had gone back and forth with the offense. You know, it's, the great thing about it is you're going against a great offense and oh, yeah. a great offensive coordinator with guys all over the place. And so uh, being able to see that day in and day out, uh, I know it helps us but it, and it gets us better, uh, but it also is going to get us, you know, game ready quicker because of the offense we're seeing and, similarities in offenses that we're going to see in the Pac-12. Right. Uh, but I believe, you know, it's what we run. It's at the highest level. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Vic, will you uh, walk us through yourself, Dante, Todd coming in, how you guys have meshed and has Todd's philosophies trickled down and the understandings there for you coaches, you know, because you guys are all new. Uh, I'm sure with COVID, you guys have more time to meet. Right. So or have you guys really got a good understanding? So going into this fall camp, you guys have been glued in and on the same page. Can you walk us through that so our fans and listeners know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So in the past, I've uh, at Virginia, I was actually in charge of uh, breaking down Coach Orlando's film every really? year. And so back when he was in Houston, he did a really good job against a guy named Lamar Jackson, who we had to play in, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in the season. Mm-hmm. And Houston went out there and just like, killed it, right? Um, so a lot of these concepts, uh, I know and I understand, um, but knowing the why, I think has been the greatest thing for me is being able to see why he does things and, and, and you know, why he calls certain calls and, on, on, uh, in certain situations. Uh, so the background of, of the X's and O's, yeah. I've always been there for me personally. Um, and then there's kind of like a, a, a crossing where he was at Utah State and okay. and um, I was at BYU. And so there was there, there are a lot of similar um, things that we just didn't have to go over. Terminologies right? the same. Of, yeah. We didn't have to go over a lot of D-line play or or you know what he expects because Virginia at Virginia we ran something very, very similar. Okay. Um, so that's that's been really good as far as cohesion goes, where I know before he says it what he wants or where he wants the lineman to be. Um, terminology be- wasn't far off or anything like that. No, terminology wasn't far off oh. um, or wasn't hard, you know, to pick up. Um, and then Dante and Craig, yeah, they just been filled with fire. You know, I think Craig, he's like a walking energy ball when he gets out <laughs> on the field, man. Like. He's a walking monster energy drink, man. You, you're around him, you just you can hear him, and he's yelling and and he's fired up. Um, Dante is, is more laid back, but when he needs to, he gets up, you know. And and uh, and when he needs to make a point, you know, he'll get he'll get going. But there's a really cool balance between the four of us. That's good. And uh, you know, Orlando, when I was thinking about coming over here, he said. Uh, I'm looking to make a band, and I don't want any other band, man. I want to make the Beatles. 
you know, I want, I want the best. And um, this was before Dante was hired. And he goes, I got, you know, I'll be on the, I'll be with the linebackers. Uh, Craig will have the safeties. And we got you and we got another guy that's coming that I think will be the best. We'll have the best staff in the country. And I believe that to this day, you know, we're, we're excited to go to board, come to work and work together. Um, and more importantly, we're just not, we're not jerks, man. Like in this business there, there are some guys that have big egos and you gotta, you gotta kind of work around those things. And, uh, with us, it's, it's, it's an open book. You know, we, we take and, and converse and, and work through problems together. Right. Um, and then we're one when we get onto the practice field and, and when we get into the games, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you as a player, you can tell when, when coaches aren't on the same page, Oh yeah, they'll say little things to undermine another coach and uh, you're really dysfunctional, you know? And so for us meshing together, um, these past three weeks have been really, really good. You know, have been really productive. Uh, for us as staff. Yeah, man, that's great, man. I mean, that's all what it's, when it comes down to it, you, you know, as fans and uh, whatnot have been looking at the transitions that were happening and how you guys were all acquired and wondering if it was going to mess the right way. Um, obviously, there was energy and then COVID hit. It's like, how are they going to do their jobs? We don't know what's going on. And then you guys can't completely say everything can complete, be completely transparent with what's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, no one really knew how you guys were directing Zoom calls or anything like that. We knew what was going on, but right. um, it's, it's re, how do I put this? It's just really good to sit here and hear that you guys are working together. There's no undermining. Um, obviously there's no, there hasn't been really any tests besides COVID, right. on the right. field, but you know, going through COVID has built a lot of relationships on and off the field that mm -hmm. somehow with more time, you can actually take the conversation and learn someone and really get right. the ins and outs of why they would call that call. Or, right. Right. you know, why you would want that guy to have his hands here. And maybe it's something that he wasn't thinking and you brought it up and has he given you the, given you the freedom to call your stunts or are you impacted on the run game? Are you a third down? How do you guys call your games and whatnot? Yeah, so I won't give away too much, but um, I would say it's it's collective. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a collective deal where uh, we all see the same things and um, have all different ideas and different experiences. And so we work through them. Like I was saying before is, you know, Dante might say, well, we, I, we used to do this. And, and Craig would say, well, Texas or Houston, we do this and and I'll bring my experiences and then we'll just, you know, like all agree on we're going to do this, right? And um, and a lot goes back to, you know, what Orlando's used to and, um, you know, getting our guys to play fast and, and having things similar, I think, helps uh, as far as trying to install this system without making it too complicated, right? Um, so as we work through these things, it's, it's really a collective deal of um, how or what we're doing to change our game plan or, uh, you know, install defense. Awesome. All right, yeah. so I got something for you. 
right. take back the West. This this phrase, this meaning, this belief, this goal, this this illusion, this promise. When we say take back the West, it was so good that I named the podcast after it, obviously. You know, I'm a I'm I'm a bite you guys for that, but I feel part of it because I had Carnot and Goal on. So I'm part of this take back the West. I'm a fan. Take back the West. What does it mean when you say that in recruiting? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's uh, to to take back what's ours. Yeah. And uh, it started with Dante. He had the idea and and kind of threw it out there, and we ran with it, you know. And um, but if you're within the vicinity of the Coliseum, there should be no other place you think of going than here. And I'm talking vicinity. I'm talking the Western states, right? There, there, there's there's no other place to be than than a USC Trojan. And so as we go through this thing, and as we um, as we've recruited. I think what you'll see with this this class, mm-hmm. where they come from matters, right? Um, who they are matters. Obviously, uh, being uh, having the ability to be a Trojan and, and a Trojan in the right way uh, is 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 a prerequisite. But then where they come from, man, it, it really matters, and it's put a it's put a stamp on our name and and. and you know, our school of this is who we're looking for. This is what we really, really want, right? This is what we really want. And then it'll just go out and, and take over really the country, man. That's that's the ultimate goal. You know, first we're taking this part over and taking back what's ours. And then everybody in the country is going to want to be a Trojan. So basically anywhere you can get an In-N-Out burger, you need to come <laughs> to see, right? Absolutely. <laughs> anywhere In-N-Out is served. You right. should be becoming a Trojan, and it, that that's very smart. It's take back the West. Um, I agree. Um, something that when I was at SC, we took back the whole West Coast. Oregon wasn't getting our players. Washington weren't getting them. And then we cherry-picked around the country and got who we wanted. Exactly. And we had a little bit of that, that seasoning from all over, and it was great. Right. It was a great mix. So I, I love the idea of that. Um, take back the West. How does the guys that are currently there, how are they taking that? That do they feel a part of it? Do they feel like was I not doing it before, or is the energy there to walk us through the guys that are currently have been at SC with this new wagon yeah. quote coming in? Yeah, I think uh, my experience with the guys, I think you know they want it, right? That's that's kind of what they've been they've been they've been yearning for something to to hold on to. I think. Um, and, and a new battle cry, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they understand that they got classmates, right? They grew up over here. They got classmates going to other places, and they understand what it means. And they understand that it starts in the Coliseum with us winning, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, getting back to our winning ways and, and, um, and the tradition of, of having high-caliber football teams, it goes, it goes right back to the players in that locker room. Yeah. Right. It starts with them first, and then as we go and add to it, right? It's it's got to build upon, not not chop off, you know, that locker room in there. So those guys are they're they're excited, you know, they're all in on it, and we're just itching to show it, right? Yeah. And we'll see what we'll we'll just let the chips fall where they may, and uh, 
we push them really, really hard, and, and we're just really excited. That's good. Arizona State. Right. Big game coming up. To start off with that team, they're emerging. They got great coaching. They got speed. They got um, people at every position. From right. Kenton, they got everything across the board. They're a really solid team uh, in the Pac-12. Um, can you walk us through the challenges and uh, the areas where we know we have to come up strong? Is it up front? Is it, you know, yeah. full, full team? Talk us through that. Yeah, I think uh, anytime, you know, you're, you're facing an opponent that doesn't have actual film, you know, of them with their players uh, and calling plays and running the plays, right, with a new offensive coordinator, I think that's, that's difficult. And uh, for us, it's, it's really an entire defensive thing that we've got to understand, you know, what is, what is trying to get done um you know what different sets mean kind of really the basics of of uh you know game planning and getting ready for games but then also not having the film of of the actual players doing it so it's kind of two separate things you you feel what a player does in a certain certain play right and then understand how he moves but then you got to put him into well how would he move in the scheme so uh there are a lot of moving parts, man. A, a lot of different things. We have a really good coaching staff, a really good quarterback. I've, you mentioned everything that's fast, yeah. um, big up front. And so we're excited just uh, getting ready for the challenge. That's awesome. That's awesome. Coach Vic, man, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Um, the insight, the energy, uh, the knowledge of what's going on is what us fans, alumni, and um, the people out here on the West Coast want to know, hear, and understand. I uh, just wanted to tell you, for me, we're rooting for you guys. Uh, we feel the rise of greatness coming back. We feel that you guys have purpose. And, you know, if you could reiterate that to the players, that they have our full support out here. We're, we're all in on Take Back the West. And um, we're excited to see what you guys come out there with your product. And hopefully you can come on again and shed some light during the season and uh, give us a little insight where no one else will get. So, you know, I'm yeah, coming man, to you, Vic. That D-line, that, that D-line connection run deep, man. I uh, just want to thank you for having me on. I think uh, it's always, at least for me, um, being here now, right, or whatever place you're in, you always want to honor those that have come before um, by doing things that they've done in the past, and trying to surpass them, trying to beat them, right? And so I've, I had this conversation with uh, with EA. I'm like, you see juniors on the wall over there. You're in the same spot, the same age. You know what I mean? How you honor somebody is playing, especially in football, is playing this game violently, physically, mm -hmm. and, and putting that Trojan stamp, you know, when you come into the Coliseum. Uh, we talk about it in, every day in, uh, in our D-line room, man. I talk about pride and fear. Like when you wear that logo and you put your helmet on, man, it's, it's pride. You're, you, when you have gone through the fire, you have, you have pride. You're proud of it. And then if you don't have that logo on, it's fear. They should be, they should be fearful. Yeah. If they do not have that logo on and you walking in the Coliseum, your body should be full of fear. So. Um, we're we're honored, right? Mm -hmm. 
honored to be here um, and then hopefully make the alumni proud with how we play. And we think you will. Uh, we're all rooting for you guys, like I said again. And, and until we do this again, this is the Take Back the West podcast. Frosty Record with Coach Vic. Uh, we're going to be keeping it real. And uh, best of luck to you, Coach. Absolutely. Thank you. Fight on. You got it, bud.